Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, August 10th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Unfortunately, really tough weekend for the Minnesota Twins after losing and being legitimately two outs away, literally two outs away from being 11-2 and two on Thursday in Pittsburgh, or excuse me, yeah, Thursday in Pittsburgh. They lose that game, blown save. I talked about that last week, and then they go to Kansas City, try to get away. And get away from that loss, that that tough loss in Pittsburgh. Taylor Rogers blown save. Sergio Romo gave up a run in the eighth. And they go to Kansas City against a team that's not supposed to be very good this year and is in last place in the American League Central. The Twins went 14-5 and against the Royals last year. You had Jake Odorizzi on Friday night. Or I think, excuse me, Devin Smeltzer on Friday night. Jake Odorizzi on Saturday. And yesterday, Jose Barrios for Sunday's start. And it just wasn't good. I think the Twins flatly got outplayed by the Royals this weekend. Let's take a look at the offense because that was clearly the headline here. And outside of Byron Buxton, the offense was atrocious. They hit 208 with a 273 on base percentage and slugged 366 for a 639 OPS this weekend in Kansas City. The Minnesota Twins are not going to win any series hitting like that. They're not built to win series when they hit like that. And they've done it. You know, so far this year, they've won some some games and some series by just pitching really well. But offense in the major leagues is like at an all-time low. And as guys continue to catch back up, there are better pitching performances around the league. So maybe the Twins pitching has been maybe overhyped thus far. Um, and they kind of showed that a little bit this weekend because, my goodness, were they bad. 24 innings, 6.00 ERA, only 7.5 strikeouts per nine, and 4.5 and walks per nine for the entire Twins pitching staff this weekend. And I don't want to mislead. I think the Twins pitching staff is really good. I think their bullpen's top three in baseball. Um, and I think their starting rotation is underrated and really deep. And you can see even with guys like Homer Bailey and Rich Hill out, they're still somewhat producing. And Kenta Maeda's really solid. Odor Izzy's going to find his way. And he wasn't very good on Saturday. Just kind of struggled with his, with his command. But he only gave up a few runs, even with that command spot being spotty. So the Twins at the plate is is the problem, I think. And they struck out at a 24.5% rate, walked at a 7.3% rate this weekend. And, and they got swept because, yeah, the hitting was bad, but then the pitching met it. I mean, they, they pitched poorly and they hit poorly. And when you do that, you're going to lose. It doesn't matter who you're playing. So when the Twins started their season in Chicago in that three-game series that they won two out of three and won 14 to two or whatever it was on Sunday. And Nelson Cruz had a historic day. They hit 273 on base 347 and slugged 491 for an 838 OPS. That was like really similar to the line that they had last year as an offense. And since then they've hit 219 on base at 298, which is horrible and slugged 382 for a 679 OPS, like 150 point decrease there in OPS. More than that, just brutal the offense since Chicago. I mean, really, really not good. And it's not that Josh Donaldson has made a huge difference on the stat line, but I will say an important part of this Twins lineup is that when a starter looks at it, there is a feeling of, oh goodness, I don't want to throw a lot of strikes because I'm worried that I'm going to get destroyed. And when Josh Donaldson's hitting second, it's just a different feeling in the lineup, even though he was struggling. So I don't want to say that as good as Marwin Gonzalez has been filling in, He's not nearly the hitter that Josh Donaldson is. He doesn't pose as big of a threat. He doesn't have the pedigree of Josh Donaldson. He's not Josh Donaldson. And when you have Donaldson hitting second in your lineup, pitchers look at it and it goes Kepler, Donaldson, Polanco, Cruz. or It's just 
really, really tough to feel confident going into that start. And still, the Twins offense, the Twins lineup is really, really dangerous without Donaldson. But without him, and when Mitch Garver and Miguel Sano are struggling as bad as they are, it's hard to produce a lot of offense. It really is because there's no right-handed pop, and I think Doe Young Park wrote it too. There's just not a lot of right-handed power right now in their lineup. On the season, the, the Twins are hitting 231. they They're tied for seventh in the American League, so like right in the middle. On base, 308. That's like really discouraging to me. That's seventh in the American League. And then slugging, 405. That's seventh in the American League. OPS, 713. That's eighth in the American League. This offense looks really human right now. 25 home runs. That's actually second in the American League behind who? The New York Bronx Bombers, the Yankees. OPS plus is 103, so their offense has only been 3% above league average. That's tied for sixth in the American League. Runs per game, 4.88. That is fourth. And a big part of that is how good they've been with runners in scoring position and runners on base. They didn't do that this weekend in Kansas City. And the outcome was that, yes, they got swept. And we're going to talk about this upcoming Milwaukee series looking into the game tonight and kind of looking ahead for the Twins. But as it stands right now, the Twins are still in first place in the Central after four straight losses. Cleveland is 10-7. and seven. They're a half game back of the Twins. Detroit is 8-5. and five. They're also a half game back of the Twins. Chicago White Sox in fourth place is nice to see. They are two games back of the Twins at 8-8. Eight and eight, And Kansas City now is 6-10 and 10 after winning three straight. They're three and a half back. So the AL Central is really tight at the top right now. Twins are going to have Milwaukee for three. They have an off day Thursday before taking on Kansas City at home. They're going to come back home um, from this long road trip and and hopefully get some wins back from the Royals there at home. And I think it's going to be Barrios, Odorizzi, and Dobnak this weekend. So they should have the front end of the rotation there. As you look at the American League playoff picture, and, and it's been really made clear, and I want to talk today too about Rocco's strategy of not pitching Sergio Romer, Trevor May, Taylor Rogers at all this weekend, Tyler Duffy. None of them pitched this weekend, didn't throw a single pitch. Um, at all in the Royal Series and, and Rocco even down by only two runs or one run was going to Cody Gearin and Sean Poppin and Cody Stashak in the bullpen guys that are lower on the depth chart and we're going to talk about that but a big part of why I think he's doing that he did it a lot last year too but with expanded playoffs and, and Gleeman and the Geek talked about it today a little bit listen to the first half of that with expanded playoffs there's not a huge advantage to being a top seed you want to be a top four seed and get that home field but I think you, if you can get the one seed, I don't know how that's not an advantage because you're going to be playing the Rangers, the Angels, or the Blue Jays most likely, and that's a infinitely better matchup than facing like the Astros as the five seed if you're the four seed, or even facing the White Sox, who might be the seventh seed, who can be dangerous in a three-game series, or the Tampa Bay Rays could be a six seed if you're the three seed. Um, like the Twins are right now, they would play the Baltimore Orioles as it stands because they have the tiebreaker, or the Yankees have the tiebreaker for a better, better divisional record. But I think you want, obviously want the one seed. You play the Rangers, Angels, and Blue Jays, and still it's only a three-game series. Anything can happen. But I'd rather play one of those teams than the White Sox, the Rays, or the Astros. So, I mean, I think there is an advantage to getting that top seed, not only home field, but just that the eighth seed in the American League is like really up in the air between teams that are below 500 right now. So, yeah, I would definitely look to get the one seed if the Twins can just start winning some baseball games. Let's talk about the Milwaukee series and more on Rocco's strategy after this word from CBDMD. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. 
CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals, and everything else CBDMD has to offer. They're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. The Twins are taking on Adrian Hauser and the Milwaukee Brewers tonight in the opener of a three-game set. On the road, Milwaukee's offense has been really bad this year. Christian Yelich, though, is heating up. Ryan Braun, I think, remains out. Lorenzo Kane opted out. I talked about the Brewers in my preview series, like right before the, the season started, that they're kind of a stingy, tough team. I mean, they're a, they're a playoff team in 2019. They have some stars. They have a young star in Keston Hira. They have a superstar in Christian Yelich and a former star in Ryan Braun. I think Brandon Woodruff's a really good pitcher. I don't think he's slated to pitch against the Twins this weekend, though. He faced Lucas Giolito last week, um, and the White Sox won that game. They split with the White Sox 2-2, and, and now we'll take on the Twins. But I look at this series, and you got Dobnak on the hill tonight. I, I feel good, as I always do with Dobnak on the hill. I think he's not going to maintain what he's done. He's got a 125 career ERA in 43 and one-thirds innings. I don't think he's going to maintain that. I don't think anyone expects him to, but I think what you expect him to do because he's shown he can is give you a chance every start to win. I don't see Dobnak getting blown up very often because he throws so many strikes, has so much downward action on that sinker that, guys, it's hard for them to barrel it up. So I don't see with a lack of walks and hard contact how he's ever going to be crushed like someone like Jose Barrios could be who attacks the zone more and, and has better stuff but sometimes can leave it up and make more mistakes than a guy like Dobnek with, with less superior stuff. So I feel good with him on the mound. I think he's going to give the offense a chance to win, and, and that's just the question here. Can the offense get going? And Ted had a nice tweet, Ted Schwarzler, pointing out that Adrian Hauser has an issue with walks. He's got 3.1 per nine since 2019. He's a sinker baller with the extreme ground ball rates in 2020. That's not good news for the Twins. They struggle against guys like that, John Lester, Dallas Keuchel. You know, even uh, – Derek Holland kind of whooped him with that too. And then the next day, I can't remember who it was. I don't think it was Musgrove. Um, it was Trevor Williams. Trevor Williams kind of beat him like that too. Um, just pounding balls into the ground. The Twins are a fastball hitting club. They've struggled against fastballs this year, having trouble keeping up. So maybe they have a different identity this year and, and maybe things have changed from 2019. But one thing that hasn't really changed is Rocco's strategy. And it's hard to say whether it's right or wrong because I think we can look back in hindsight in October and say, oh yeah, Rocco doing that really helped them now stay fresh. But I think what's become so apparent with the Minnesota Twins this year is that with injuries, with the bullpen, and just with the lineup and the team in general, they are not, I don't want to say saving their bullets or punting. They are putting more weight on having players and having bullpen arms fresher and more ready in September and October than right now in August. And I think they've definitely shown that that's the case. The Twins are down 4-2 to two yesterday. They bring in Cody Gearin for two innings of work instead of maybe going to Tyler Duffy who hasn't thrown in a couple of days or Trevor May or even Taylor Rogers in a situation like that because I think they're placing – Rocco's taking that risk of – and I do think it's a big part of him trusting Gearin and trusting his bullpen in general. Of course, he doesn't have as much trust in Cody Gearin as he does in Trevor May or Tyler Duffy. 
But I think Rocco's risking that Guerin will give up runs. He's a much higher probability to give up runs than Duffy and May to get back innings that would be lost if May or Duffy pitch. So the Twins, I mean, Guerin throws two scoreless innings. The Twins still lose 4-2. to two. Offense can't get it going. If you throw Duffy or May there, those are waste, wasted innings. Those are innings on their arm that you could have avoided, and we've seen all these pitching injuries across the league. So Rocco's been taking that risk day after day, taking that risk of giving up more runs to keep bullets in the gun in a certain sense in his bullpen. And I think that's true with Josh Donaldson too. Uh, I think it's a little misleading because he's had a history with calf issues. So I think that's part of why they're being really careful with him. I don't think it's a major injury. They've really pushed that it's not. But I think too that they say, let's not risk Josh, risk Josh Donaldson getting hurt right now when it's not even worth it. We know we're making the playoffs. Why don't we just keep him shelved for a little bit and make sure he's 100% healthy and ready to go in September and October during a tougher stretch when we're trying to win the division against the Cubs and the Indians and the Reds and the White Sox. Uh, not when we're playing the, the Royals and the Brewers. It's not worth having him back right now. And we know we're going to make it. And we know that we want him healthy for that stretch run and into October, of course. That is the stance that they've taken. My personal opinion on it is I'm fine with it because I want to see, and I know you want to see it too, we need to see the, the Twins win in the playoffs. We need to see them advance in the playoffs. Anything that you can do that will increase your chances of advancing in the playoffs, do it. And if they think not getting a top two or three seed, that it's better for them to have fully loaded arms, fully healthy guys, and, and rested players is more important than getting a top two seed, meaning that those guys would play if these games were, were viewed with more importance. I'm fine with that. I, I think that it's understandable. They've weighed these things. They've discussed these things. And anything that helps the Twins break their 16-year postseason winning drought, I think you put weight into that. I really do. I mean, I, I want to see them win in October more than anything. I want to see this team have success when it really matters. I think we're waiting for that. And, yes, the regular season is important. I'm going to be watching every game. These games are important for seeding and, and just in general to see how guys are doing. But I think the priority for them that they've established and that I understand is that they want to win in October. I'm fine with that. I mean, I don't know why, especially in a shortened season, when having home field is, is important, but you can be a top four seed and get home field. You don't even have to win your division to get home field this year. Um, and also that you it's a three-game series in the first round instead of going straight to the ALDS where that matchup really counts. And again, I do think it would help them a ton to have the first seed because I don't think they're playing – they would play a great team in the first round, like a team that could – again, anything can happen in a three-game series. But I'd rather – again, I'd rather play the Blue Jays, the Rangers, or the Angels – than the Astros or the Indians or the White Sox even. I mean, I'd much rather play the latter um, in the Blue Jays, you know, who's – they're a good team, I think. They're a fine team, but they're far from, from winning a ton of games in October, in my opinion. So I understand the strategy. I can see what they're doing, and I think they're going to roll their dice and, and see how it plays there. But I'm all for anything that's going to help them win in October, and I think all Twins fans just want to see this team – bring a World Series back to Minneapolis. Thanks for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins. Big game tonight. Adrian Hauser, Randy Dobnak. Twins trying to snap a four-game losing streak. Unbelievable. Haven't seen them lose four games. They only did it once last year, and it was the same four-game stretch, August 6th to August 9th. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins, baby.